Welcome to Michigan Ice Guys, podcasting to help you fish hard water better. Hey, we're the MI Ice Guys. Yeah, yeah, it's been a it's been a cold minute since yes. we've been on, but uh, Steph and I are in studio today. We went out and had some lunch, and we're, we're broadcasting a little early, or recording, I guess we have to say, a little early. And we thought, you know, we've been busy fishing, so maybe we should just talk to you about where we've been fishing and what we've been doing. Um, I guess we'll get the obvious out of the way. Reeds Lake, our kind of our mm-hmm. neighborhood hole that we go to quite often because it's convenient and uh, we know exactly where the fish are most of the time. The uh, the crappie have been biting. Yep. Not, and some nice gills. Yeah, some nice gills if you you know where to work them. you got to kind of get off the structure a little bit for them. Uh, if you're right above the structure, you can get as many little tiny gills as you want. A lot. So if you're looking to uh, set up the tip up and you need some bait, we can tell you where. Uh, but the the crappie have been just a little bit spooky, but yeah. they're biting. They're they're hitting. They're hitting on some unusual stuff this year. Um, I've noticed they're going over towards the glows and the pinks rather than our traditional green and chartreuse. Mm-hmm that we have been but here comes march and let's see what happens now because the sun's out today it rained over the weekend the ice should be a clear slate it's staying below freezing at night but it's above during the day pretty much look out for ice boats because the guys that like to skate and slide and everything else on the ice are going to be out and like mad yeah they were out in force having fun there's plenty of lake out there for everybody they kind of stay away from the fishermen so that's good we want to, you know, we we set up obstacles for them, and sometimes they skate around them, and sometimes uh, they skate really close. And when they do that, they know we've probably got a pike lure we can chuck at them or something. Oh, that's skidoo's in the summer, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we've been fishing that. We've been fishing a couple of lakes up north. We've tried some shallow stuff, some deep stuff. The the fish are out of the weed beds for the most part. They're they're yeah. punching out either into the open or down deep. Yeah, we found some suspended. Yeah, so there's some start. suspended fish out there. If there's some structure holding some bait or there's if... a few uh, areas out there still with some green weeds that are holding fish. I mean, bit. it varies depending on location. Yeah. Um, out in the basins, I did find some suspended over the springs where there's some uh, fresh oxygen coming in. I found some suspended crappie out there. They're a little harder to hook because they're a little spooky. and They um, move quick. Yeah, I think there's a lot of pike out there. I've been seeing a whole lot of pike pictures out on Facebook. <laughs> so I think the pike are moving them around about this time of the year. Everybody's getting hungry, trying to fatten up before breeding season. So I think that there's some good stuff with that. Uh, you got to get out on a couple of the other lakes. You got to get out with Rocky on big whitefish. Yeah, yeah, Rocky on big whitefish. That was fun out there. We found some. and I mean, you have to do a lot of sorting, it seemed, this year, but... They were yeah. out there if you wanted to spend the time and get them. Then did you guys go over to Maston after that? Yeah. Yeah. Went over to Maston and picked up some more over there. Yeah. That's over by my dad's house. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. And our buddy Jake, who uh, we're hoping he'll show up later in the show today, he's been uh, whispering about secret lakes <laughs> and bluegill the size of uh, dinner plates. And, he, you know, I'm not sure if they're a fish story, but from Jake, you know, he likes to tell a good story. <laughs> 
I want to go check them for myself. So we're going to ask him about that when we get out there. Now, I've been uh, working on a plan. Uh, a few of the guys and I were going to go up for St. Patrick's Day weekend up on Higgins Lake. Uh, we got cabin up there, and we're going to go out with the quads, and that's a big body of water. That's a beast. You really need wheels. Deep. You need wheels to get around. One end's deep, one end's shallow, but it is big, and it freezes clear. Miles of water. <laughs> so, yeah, wheels are going to be necessary for that. So we're working on that plan for this coming weekend. Going to go up and see if we can get us a big perch fry out of that one. Maybe if we get exuberant, I haven't talked Steph completely into going or not, but maybe we might go smelt hunting up on the north end. Uh, if we take a couple of quads up, and we'll just rip up there and see if we can get into those. Yeah, it'd be fun if we could. I would, I could use a mess of smelt. I haven't had one of those in a long time. Yeah, you mentioned that the other night, and I was like going, mm. man, that sounds <laughs> really, really good. It's the right body of water. Oh, yeah. Just got to find them. Uh, I've been getting some good reports off of uh, Houghton Lake. Mm-hmm. They're getting consistent. No records, but uh, in the panfish world. But they've been pretty consistent over there. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, you and I got to, uh, go down to Indiana. Yes. The MII guys left the state without leaving the country. It's amazing. We weren't far in Indiana. <laughs> we weren't far. It was like two spits over the border, but, uh, we helped out at the NAIFC tournament down there in LaPorte on Pine Lake. We found out that it's a very shallow lake. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of weeds out there. A lot of weeds and a lot of small fish. Yeah, we found lots of small fish. One team found them on tournament day, the right ones. Yeah, one team found good fish on And, uh, and I tournament. only mean one team. <laughs> uh, the then, other 15, not so lucky. Uh, you know, our, our buddies Chad and Anthony were out there. and uh, If you watch the live weigh-ins on NAFC, I was actually the uh, MC at the event. Mm-hmm. And uh, since I was, I think Anthony decided that he was going to sport with me a little bit. And he brought in, uh, what was that, an inch and a half, two-inch gill? Uh, crappie. Crappie. Oh, yeah, crappie. the inch yep. to uh, fill out his eighth crappie. Uh, because, you know, NIFC tournaments, for the most part, are eight bluegill and eight crappie. Every ounce counts. So he brought in. That uh, one wasn't an ounce, though. Uh, yeah, it was shy of an ounce. <laughs> uh, but he got he got his eight and eight, so got his points for that. But uh, it we had a lot of fun down doing that and that tournament was a walking tournament because they only had about six inches ice that's a little bit thin for uh the naifc concerns about the the quads yeah i think a lot of that has to do with chad and anthony and uh chris and miguel with their big monster quads with tracks they actually put less surface pressure on the ice than a regular quad yeah but they look big and scary oh yeah they look like tanks, like you're driving a tank out on the ice. Yeah, the Indiana guys probably weren't going to be real thrilled about those no. things running out there. Now my brother Dale, he went over to Lake St. Clair, and they got some nice sunnies and gills over there on that lake. Oh, nice. A nice fishery. Uh, he nice. had fun over there because uh, they were going to go out on the bay walleye fishing. I was going to go over there with them. But we had that big storm come up. Yeah. And you might want to take a boat out now on Saginaw Bay because all the ice got blown out the bay. That's crazy. It was That's just crazy. unreal. Now, you guys did get your trip to the UPN. Yeah, right? yeah, went up to Munising, yeah, fished the big Lake Superior there in the bay, and caught uh, perch. Biggest one was 14 and a half inches. Nice. Yeah, I caught, a, caught my first flake through the ice. That was fun. Cool. And cool. we caught uh, some whitefish, and those whitefish would come 10 feet up off the bottom chasing your lure. You know, we're using Swedish pimples and wax worms. 
Nice. And that, it worked out really well. And you can get the occasional Coho or Atlantic through there. Yeah, that was Winter Beer Fest weekend, so I couldn't tag along yeah. on that one. I had to work. Yeah, we rented a house right there on the bay. And, I mean, you could literally just walk out of the house and jump on a snow machine or your quad and go hit the lake. Well, the quad got stuck once, but I made it through most everything else because there's about did you six take, foot snow on the level out there. It's just did you insane. take your winch bar? Oh, yeah. No, no, I took the winch bar. I had Dale's truck. But, I had Dale's truck. Yeah. Okay. I made it almost back to the road, and I got stuck in the big snowbank. I was, like, taller yeah. than me. But uh, that's got, a, it, it got an out piece of cake. I took my uh, – I took my – I have aluminum trifold loading ramps for the quad. Yep. Well, when your quad's stuck and you're that close to the truck, I just backed it up a couple feet, and I stuck the ramps underneath the front tires. Sure. And those front tires grabbed that and walked right out of it and there back down go. to the road and then grabbed the ramps, put them back on the truck, and – Load her up. That's right. So yeah, that's a good deal. worked out slick for that. Well, the, uh, one of the other trips that we got to take is we got to go up with our good buddy, Doug Daly. Yep. And uh, he hosted us at his uh, hunting slash fishing camp uh, up by Merritt, where we were helping out at the uh, Lake St. Helen NAIFC tournament, the uh, only tournament on that circuit in Michigan. And uh, we went out to pseudo help scout on Saturday, really, to get a couple of buckets of fish. Yeah, we accomplished uh, our mission. Yeah, we had a big <laughs> sink full. Um, even found uh, some walleye out there that day. Yeah, that was fantastic. And uh, those all met the knife later that night. We had some, uh, the three of us, Doug and Steph and I, had some taters and fish for dinner and a couple of beers, and we were all set. Got a nice little fish fry, and it was just fantastic. Yeah, then we got up in the morning, and we went down and uh, helped with the officiating and uh, weigh-in and uh, doing our typical tech support role. It was after Doug cooked us some fantastic bacon. Oh, yes, he Damn, had this bacon. One of those little small-town <laughs> butcher shops, yeah. Thick-sliced bacon. Oh, it was the perfect amount of smoke as well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we've been having a lot of fun just getting out fishing. I've been pounding a couple other little lakes that I don't use the name of because they're not real public access but you know there's a lot of great fishing that's been going on around the area a lot of great ice conditions so oh yeah ice is not to worry about right now unless you're uh like the one guy we saw on saturday they brought the 12 inch auger (laughs) so his own kid could fall in that was ridiculous yeah but uh hey when we get back we're going to tell you about one of the funnest adventures we get to do every year for several years now but we're the mi ice guys and we're going to tease you with that we'll be right back guys when you're out on the ice you protect your eyes the mi ice guys have partnered with costa del mar sunglasses made in america made by hand the thinnest glass technology for sunglasses 100 percent uv protection we love our costas so much we took them to finland to the worlds they allowed us to see where other people had been drilling before protected our eyes in the blowing snow and kept us looking good on the ice Made in America, Costa Del Mar sunglasses. Get them online, get them at a local retailer near you. Remember, tell them the MI Ice Guys sent you, and you need the best. Guys, we're the MI Ice Guys, and it is now time to tell you about one of the most fun days we get to have out on the ice. Our Kids Ice Day. It's the MI Ice Guys Kids Ice, ice Day. day. Uh, we've got a couple of packs. Uh, one of the guys that I know from East West Brewing, Brett Lanschild, he uh, brought a few of the kids over from his pack there in East Grand Rapids. Our yeah. good buddy Mike Dumphy, he brought uh, a number of kids over from his pack <laughs> there in Byron Center. 
And then my uh, my friend Kat, she brought her two boys over that are members of a pack over uh, out here in Ada area. So, I mean, we just, we had cubs. We had cubs in from uh, Ionia. We had a whole bunch of scouts show up. We had other kids that came in, just heard about it through either the podcast or yeah, some other things. From Jake and Aaron through Jake's Jake, new workplace. Yeah. Had some coworkers came out with their kids. Man, we had fun. Uh, Jake and Aaron, uh, they came out and helped us. Steph and I were out there, of course. Uh, you know, Mike and his boy, Liam, uh, we, we've returned, termed him the scouting ice fishing pro. <laughs> He's not sure if he likes that title, but uh, he fishes more than any scout we know. So uh, yeah. we've dubbed him with responsibilities. And uh, then, of course, our good buddy Greeny, he came out and he ended up manning the grill for us. Hey. Um, our buddies that uh, we talk about often, the grilling guys, uh Randy Joppy had all these hot dogs in his freezer, and he says, we got to use them up. All right, good deal. <laughs> and uh, so he provided the dogs and the bun and the grill, but he couldn't come out on the ice this year. He had to go to a funeral. That's always a bummer, but uh, at least he hooked up with me, got me all the equipment, and Greeny was grilling. That was a sight. He, he had his ice, ice yep. suit on and an apron <laughs> over it. Uh, I guess a couple of those five- and six-year-olds were a little liberal with the ketchup. Oh, it was hilarious. Yeah, they were they were coming in to make one, make a hot dog for their dad. And I'm like, you couldn't get any more ketchup and mustard on that bun. <laughs> those kids those kids were having <laughs> so great. much fun. And yeah. uh, we, we kind of reeled it in from where we normally fish out on Reed's Lake and it took them to 20 to 25 yeah. feet of water. Just reduced the walk they had to do. And, I mean, a little less the fish walk. were right there. A little less great. getting the line down. Yep. Um, our great uh, sponsors at K&E. They donated some rods and reels for us and some jigs. Uh, so uh, last Thursday night, we had a little beer meeting <laughs> while Chaz was bartending and uh, tied up all those rods, got everything ready to go. Uh, our great friend Brian DeVries over at Schnitz Deli, he hooked us up with... All the buckets. All the buckets. Now, some of them do smell like pickles. Hey. Uh, but they were free buckets, and we put stickers all over them because everybody knows kids yeah. love stickers. Those things work great, and... You know, the kids can take them home and have at it. Oh, yeah. They've got rods. they got reels. they got uh, buckets. They are ready to be ice fishing pros. We had plenty of bait from Alan Bobs. Yeah. Yeah. Merle and uh, Scott over there hooked us up. Uh, Raj was actually there to give them to me. Okay. So, uh, big thanks. If you guys haven't been out to the new Alan Bobs, okay, everybody says it's hard to find. B.S. <laughs> Go down to the 68th Street McDonald's, and it's straight across the street. That's all I got to say about it. Yeah, it's right behind the gas station. Right behind the gas station over there. It's in Millbrook Tackle now. Yep. Uh, Millbrook Tack sells the horse trailers and all the horse stuff, and they got some real pretty horse girls down there that mm -hmm. play with horses. I'm like going, I need to go to Alan Bob's more. <laughs> uh, then you just kind of work your way to the back, and you see big old Raj back there in the fishing department. Tell him hi from us. And, uh, yeah, they supplied us with a – bait bucket so we were ready to go all the kids had plenty of stuff and then we you know all us guys started helping them get our stuff set up get down the hole find the bottom come up just a little bit and the fish were there yeah we were marking fish in pretty much every hole yeah we were and we were catching fish yep and they were catching them we, we were catching a, a lot of fish uh some of the younger ones that just didn't have the patience to sit there and jig what we'd do is we'd get one hooked for them let them reel it in 
And uh, it was funny, funny, funny watching these kids hold these fish and, tr- and their dads trying to get a picture. Mm-hmm. You know, got to Facebook the hell out of that one. <laughs> well, a couple of them were insistent that they want to take their own fish off to learn how to do it so I could walk them through it and guide them through them on how to fold the fins down so they don't get stuck. And Oh, it, it was so much fun. You know, I talked to two grandpas that had driven from the other side of the state because finally their grandkids are going to go ice fishing. <laughs> It was like a dream of theirs. So that was that was a blast to see. And uh, so we had our big yellow MI Ice Guys tent out there on the ice, and it was a blowing. Oh, it was howling out there. We that had wind some was wind. was just wicked this weekend. But we had some sunshine to go with it. Mm, temperatures were great. We didn't have a lot of slush. It was uh, real easy for the even the little short-legged guys like me and the five-year-olds mm-hmm. to get around. Uh, we weren't in the Bulgaria situation. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, But we just had so much fun. And, uh, you know, if you guys have youngsters out there that uh, you haven't taken fishing yet, get them out there. We like to say, you know, you teach a kid to fish, you'll never have money for drugs. That's Because Steph and I don't. (laughs) I mean, we keep buying boats and flashers and sonars (laughs) and uh, podcasting equipment and other things with it. Uh, rods reels and the, the box of bobbers we just got for summer well you ever heard that joke how to become a millionaire fishing yeah start with two million <laughs> start out as a billionaire <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> but uh yeah it's a great day out there and you can look forward to us doing it again next year and we really it's open to any kids we get to give kids equipment and make sure that they can fish whenever with the family uh, you know, hopefully yeah. they'll go out and experience it again. I told uh, one of the moms that was out there, she says, oh, but we don't have an auger. We don't have this stuff. And we don't have, th-. I tell you what, anybody that walks out on the ice with a little kid and a fishing pole and finds another fisherman, that fisherman will drill them a hole. Oh, yeah. And probably spend a half hour helping them catch a fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you can find the grumpiest guy on the ice. And <laughs> I think they're only on, t- on that movie in Minnesota. Uh, it's not MI ice guys because Michigan guys, we drill them a hole. Yep. Help, uh, them out, help them find the fish, get them the right lures on there. Oh, yeah. A couple of them, we had to, we had to spiff up their lures a little bit and get them down on yeah, it. Show the parents the latest and greatest in electronics, you know, too, if they want to go an electronic route. I mean, once I had them going on, you know, a couple of the flashers, you know, let them play with them and, and use them. I'll, I'll go to the hole with nothing and still just catch fish. So. Yeah. Then when the wind really started cooking, and we had kind of moved out a little bit, and we were down to, I don't know, maybe eight or ten kids left, the really tough ones. Jake was shooting his mouth off, <laughs> so I passed him a palm rod, and I said, you fished in Kazakhstan in this kind of wind. Show him how it's done, Jake. And he got down there, and he started just popping them up yep. with the palm rod, and some pretty good-sized fish, too. Mm-hmm. That father-son combo that was setting with him, they thought, you know, I heard the guy telling me, he says, oh, I thought you only use those poles for little tiny fish. Oh, no. Jake says, no, only for picky fish. Yep. And uh, he actually had the kid and the dad using the palm rod, and they each caught a, at least a fish on that. Mm-hmm. I think the kid caught two or three. <laughs> nice. That was that was pretty impressive. And, uh, you know, and that wasn't even one of our super fancy ones. That was just a Russian with some one pound on it, and I yeah. think I had a number 16 gold K&E on there. Yeah, it was all set up for our kind of fish. Yeah, just for our kind of fish, and they had just such a blast. 
And we had no wet feet. Nobody stepped in a hole. Nope. Nobody. Well, we had a few wet gloves just because kids want to reach into everything. And they want to look down the hole. They want to look down the hole. They all want to look down the hole. Well, it's because you brought the camera the one yeah, year. Yeah. We didn't. Hit, nobody <laughs> remembered a camera this year. Uh, but we we just every year uh, that I, that was our third or fourth year at it. it third. Yeah. It's just been a blast doing that we look forward to doing that every year and if you guys want to help or bring a kid to it stay tuned to us on uh, mii skies on facebook on the website and next winter when we are you know we we wait until a little later in the season so we know the ice is super safe some of these parents have never been out on the ice Mm -hmm. i talked to uh one family their first language was not english (laughs) yeah and from their country of origin, I don't think they'd ever walked on ice before, or at least not out on a lake. Now you can say you've walked on water. And uh, <laughs> First time on the ice ever. <laughs> their eyes were so big uh, when one of us picked up, a, I think it was Aaron, picked up the drill and blasted a hole in the ice. And they're like going, how deep is it? <laughs> and we're like, well, the water or the ice? And so we explained that out to them, and they just had a wonderful day. So, hey, guys, uh, it's a lot of fun to do, to take a kid out there, or in our case, like 42 kids, and uh, get them hooked on our favorite sport, ice fishing. We're the MI Ice Guys, and when we come back, we got to go grab a beer or something here. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about tournament stuff, and we're going to even dip a little bit into the results from the tryouts for USA Ice this year. So... Keep in touch with us on Facebook. And always remember that we do have the Ask an MI Ice Guy on our website. And that pumps out to a whole bunch of us. So you could get one answer. You could get five answers. Who knows? Depends on who's got a free hand to type something back to you. Stay tuned. Hey, guys. Jazz here from the MI Ice Guys. I want to talk to you about K&E Stopper Lures, especially the Scandia line of tungsten jigs. I've been having a great time fishing with these this year and last year. The new colors are awesome. Check them out. Get out there to your local sporting goods shop and look for that blue packaging with yellow text on it. Pick up a Scandia Allure or 10. It's a whole lot of fun to fish with. They're bright, they're durable, and good stuff. Hey guys, we're back. And uh, we just thought we'd take a couple of minutes to kind of wrap up the NAIFC uh, season. Uh, it's pretty much done until the championship. Uh, that will be uh, coming up uh, this coming December, uh, the 15th and 16th, uh, out at the Pinehurst Resort. Uh, that's going to be, uh, uh, I don't know if I can make that one, but uh, I, one of these days i got to make it out there for that one. It's usually the week before Christmas. Yeah, this is going to be uh, yeah 10 days in front of Christmas. Yep. Um, so... We're going to pretty soon start seeing the uh, teams start registering up for that and get going. I see there's a couple of them already out there on it. But, uh, you know, there's been a couple of tournaments. We touched base on uh, Indiana and Michigan tournaments that we were down at, and we saw some uh, some some good fish come out of both of them. But nice both ones. of them, uh, there was some struggle from some of the teams and stuff. Uh, our buddies uh, Chad and uh, Anthony – uh, turned in pretty good on both of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been in the wood a number of times out on these things. Um, 
during the course of the year. Uh, out in Illinois, they got a first place. That was pretty cool. And a big fish that was a monster. Yeah, Chad's got that one mounted. So 2.16 pounds. Yeah. My God, that's a fish. That's a nice. What are you thinking? Cadillac, we were catching one pound crappie, so imagine doubling it, you know. So <sighs> it's like, holy feet. That's a yeah. toad. <laughs> that uh, that had to surprise him when he, when he hooked into that. They had to peanut the hole. You had to peanut the hole to get it out. Okay, guys, uh, we're going to go into a technical <laughs> term here. Peanutting a hole means you drill a second conjoined hole because your fish too damn big to come <laughs> through the hole. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that means Chad's lecturing Anthony as Anthony gets the drill and don't cut my line, don't cut my line. Mm-hmm. I can hear him now just <laughs> screaming at it. Now, they also got into the wood in Indiana. They were third place there. Yeah. Uh, then things didn't go so good up at St. Helen. Um, you know, they had a little bit of a tougher day kind yeah, of competition. Fish, fish were moving around a lot. Yeah, they're really just pretty much land on them. You kind of know the area, but the fish didn't hold to where they like yeah. they, where they saw them on Wednesday. They weren't there on Saturday or yeah. Sunday. Obviously. Or Sunday, obviously. Yeah, but uh, then Minomum, uh, you know, we were chatting during the break. That's a tough lake. Um uh, they got weird weird rules over there. Yeah, 10, 10 panfish limit. So per person. You, per person, yeah. So and you, you got to turn in eight bluegill and eight crappie. So there's not if a lot of If you put sorting. one in the bucket, it has to be a, a weigh fish just about. You only got four fish to play with there. Yeah. So they ended up at four pounds, which was only good enough for 16th place. So very tough lake. But uh, there was a lot of really cool events uh, out there on the – the tour and uh when we got to play along it was some really really fun guys uh steph and i were fortunate enough to be able to help with the weigh-ins on a couple of tournaments and uh as we mentioned in the previous segments we got to go out and play a little bit catch some fish that was kind of fun yeah that one tournament in uh, indiana there was was very nice yeah the, the funny part about that was saturday you and i went down and we were down there and we're helping chad do some drilling because we're drilling holes so he can go cameraing around and stuff and pretty soon you know after we did the kids clinic we realized oh we only have one drill and (laughs) one camera with us (laughs) everything else is way back over in the car so the other stuff we happen to have with us is a (laughs) flasher and some rods so while you guys went drilling and cameraing i sat down in one of those holes that chad said there wasn't any fish in and started (laughs) pulling fish out of it (laughs) And uh, found out some tactics that I was able to share with Chad about how they were coming in and things yeah, like they were, that. They weren't just because you cambered your unit weren't there doesn't mean if you fished it for five minutes and they showed back up again because they were just kind of making their rounds through those weeds right over there. Well, that and I think they were hiding in the weeds, but mm-hmm. they were sensing when you put a jig down and give it a f- few, you know, a few jigs, and especially when we were what we found almost every time we've been out this year, if you're near a weed bed, jig up jig down you know a couple of feet mm-hmm. working it around cause some disturbance in the water the they can fish hear are all gonna, that yeah yep. fish are gonna pick up on that they sense that on their lateral line and so in they come and all of a sudden they show up on the graph and next thing you know they got a jig in their mouth and if you're good you get a hook in their mouth too <laughs> and bring them up through the hole so i, w- I was pretty happy to just you know hey i don't have to walk around anymore i'm gonna sit here on this bucket and catch some fish and that community down there we came back in and they did a dinner for everybody oh yeah yeah that was, that was one of the really cool things they had open bar and a dinner prime uh, rib yeah that was really good 
that was wonderful it was like and just just for the fishermen or for any, anybody that showed up yeah so if you guys want more information about the naifc it's real easy naifc.com uh, it stands for the north american ice fishing circuit and uh, a lot of information on what's going on out there as far as uh, tournaments that are going on they also run the kids camps and for those of you younger guys that are and girls that are listening they now have a high school series that typically takes place on saturday before the pro day on sunday mm -hmm. and uh you can check out all the rules on that there's a whole lot of information out there on the website check that out they're also out on the uh facebook obviously and if you really just want to get a first-hand look at how the thing functions, check out the weigh-in videos because they've gone to where they're now broadcasting all those live on Facebook. So they're there for posterity. Old Zyderberg, he's got them stored on his <laughs> server forever. So you guys can go back and watch the different weigh-ins and see uh, you know, how big a fish these guys are getting and how they're scored and everything else. It's It's kind of a really exciting well i can thing tell you a lot about the lake too by what the guys bring in and show it you know what's in what kind of fish stocks available in that lake right and you guys have heard us talk before about how when we go out and do some of these tournaments and the guys are pre-fishing up to a week sometimes more ahead of time getting the lay of the land learning the lake learning what the fish habits are in that lake so that they're ready on game day or at least a mm -hmm. little more prepared possibly um but it, it's a whole lot of fun. Now, one of the other things that uh, happened is, has happened recently is that the USA Ice Team, which you guys are all familiar with because you listen to us all the time, had their final tryouts to establish the team. And dun dun dun, dun I am proud to say that five of the six anglers that will be traveling with the team to Lithuania in 2020 are from the state of Michigan. <laughs> we are dominating this sport. Mm -hmm. uh, as our good friend Anthony once said, he said, Michigan fishermen are used to combat fishing. Yep. Squeaking in where you can, thin ice conditions, really picky fish, not the huge monsters that you might get out in the Dakotas or Nebraska or Illinois when Chad pulls up two-pound crappies. Uh, we we have to fish tough tougher mm -hmm. fish and they get they're more pressured i think here yeah i mean everybody's everybody in michigan i think by the census helen's two boats <laughs> um i don't have my two so you must have four mm -hmm. uh but the uh we fish a lot in this state and a lot goes on so it's a really really fun and interesting way to fish and our michigan fishermen adapt to it very quickly and we've got a couple more in our training program that we hold that anthony calls rage in the cage mm -hmm. that some new up-and-comers we got some new up-and-comers that are getting ready to go and and uh our our buddy jessup came out of nowhere oh, yeah. and uh earned a spot on the team mm -hmm. so that's gonna be great uh steph and i are planning both to uh go to lithuania next year to serve in our tech support roles um we'll be doing a whole lot of fun with that tournament or the uh, tryouts were up in rhinelander wisconsin uh our good buddy gaber up there he kind of organizes that stuff up there and myron and bo went up myron captain myron he went up he 
borrowed Chad's quad. I think he got spoiled on the big four-wheel drive quad over his little machine. Well, the snow was so deep up there. Uh, But uh, Myron, he went up and did his own scouting and planning because he has really, really taken it to heart to put the guys on fish. Put the guys on fish and not having a hunt for fish deal, but really just work it and get them on fish and be like we want to be prepared for in the in the melee of fish, 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 fish. You know, that fast coming through the hole with all the guys really quickly pulling fish. And if you want to find out more about that, you know, and getting signed up for it, and maybe you think you've got what it takes to come in and fish with us, a couple of good resources we can refer you to is the Rage in the Cage tournament that uh, our buddy Anthony puts together. And we post that always on MII Skies as well. Yep. And also USAIceTeam.org. You can go out there and check out some pictures, see the history of the team, learn a little more about what we're doing. And as details come together for the trip to Lithuania next year, we'll be posting information out there on that as well. Um, It is an experience like no other when you're out in front of the world wearing the red, white, and blue and uh, representing. Representing, yep. Um, it's it's a very interesting thing. Steph and I, when we were at lunch today, we're discussing uh, some of our semi-secret plans where we're developing the possibility of bringing the worlds to Michigan. And uh, we've been working around a lot of political hurdles and some other economic hurdles. So we're going to keep working on it. We're keeping working on it. And right now we've got our eyes set on 2022, I think. Yeah. Uh, for being able to do it. So stay tuned for that. We will get you some more information. And uh, we're going to take another short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about some tactics and maybe a little bit about uh, one of the questions I got over the weekend, meter plastic. It always comes up. So we're going to talk that and selecting a jig. Mm -hmm. Just some good education for you. We're the MII guys. Check us out online, Facebook, and our website. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. Schmoes now has two locations, 2600 Patterson here in Grand Rapids and 109 West Mitchell in Petoskey now. So when you're up north, you can grab some Schmoes as well. Remember, you can get all your favorites, Bone Crusher, Hot Knocker, Treasure Chest, Amber Teas, Michigan Hands Pale Ale, and India Pale Ale, or one of our great root beers, once again, that's Grand Rapids and Petoskey, engineering better Michigan beer. Hey, guys, it's the MI Ice Guys, and, uh, man, we've been having fun talking ice fishing. It's been a great season. It, it got off to that hesitant start. that had people worried, you know. Yeah. We went down and we did those seminars the first weekend in December at DNR Sports, and then, like, it was the next Thursday night. We did the one at Allen Bob's, and it was cold enough, but there ice was no was, ice. Ice was forming. It was getting there. Oh, and then it warmed up. Teasing us with skim ice. Then it warmed up and we lost it. So then all of a sudden, you know, it was just between Christmas and New Year's. And the word went out, drive north, young man. Right. And uh, we we whipped up just north of town and we, we found ice and we got fishing. And that weekend, you know, we did our rage in the cage. And then after that, you and Chad and I, we decided, uh, let's go to Lake Cadillac, see what's going on there. We hear people are out there. And, you know, we'd go from no ice around Grand Rapids to yeah. sketchy ice around your house 
to Cadillac and they're running snow machines on the ice. Mm-hmm. And we're like, it's like that hour difference makes a big, oh my big God. difference in ice let's, conditions. Yeah, let's get going. But while we were up there, uh, you know, we spotted a couple of things, and then you got to go back up there uh weekend before oh, oh, last? Yeah, two weeks ago. And uh, you went to the Carl T. Johnson Outdoor Education Center? Yeah. Skills Center? Yeah, it's a DNR center up there between Lake Cadillac and Lake Mitchell. It's kind of right across from Pilgrim's. Yeah, it's right in with the, the Mitchell State yeah, Park. Yep, the Mitchell State Park's right there. We were going to go out behind those cabins they rent right there. Yeah. But we walked over to the cabin, and I'm like, I looked over that way, and I pointed that way. We were with uh, Ed Shaw. He's with the, he's the director for their Outdoor Skills Academy. And I'm like, there's open water right there, so I wouldn't recommend taking the kids out here at all. So we went over to Mitchell to the scouts camp. Yeah. It starts with a T. I can't think of the. I don't remember it right off either. But yeah, but the scouts camp over there on Mitchell, they got a nice weed bay over there with nice big pumpkin seeds and crappies over there. That's nice. Cool. Cool. And the pike are rampant through there. Oh yeah, that keeps things jumping. So then you guys got before that you guys got to go in and uh, in the education center there and yeah they got beautiful conference rooms in there for doing do some uh, training seminars and with uh, projectors and speakers and such. To talk and you to said everybody. the guy from Clam was up there. Yeah, and then we had Norm Smith from Norm, HD. Yeah, Norm Smith, good buddy of ours. And uh, then you uh, you had to put on a little presentation, you know, a little yeah, song had, and dance. They asked me to do a little presentation on Team USA and the world events and the competitions that we do. And so you had your red, white, and blue suit and pulled out a palm rod and told them a big story. I had my USA uh, jersey on. Oh, man, you were so, prepared. Yeah, had a palm rod and a feeder. They had, oh, never, yeah. they had never seen a feeder like that, you know, none, none of them up there. Yeah, well, probably a lot of our listeners never had either. Yep. Uh, I know when uh, you and I went over to Finland... That was one of the things that, that we've been told about, but nobody had shown us one until we got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what it is for you guys that are listening, it's it's a real heavy-duty reel, big plastic reel on a short shaft with a big piece of, uh, it's almost fire line or... Yeah, I was using like 65-pound uh, braided like Power Pro or something. Yeah, or you know, tip-up line or something like mm-hmm. that on it. And what's attached on the end is a inverted cone that has a little trap door on the bottom sometimes they're magnetic sometimes they're a a spring snap this is like lead weighted and yeah the the cap is lead weighted Mm -hmm. the idea is that you reel it down close to the bottom without touching the bottom and then you pop it and you give it a jerk and it pops open and deploys a cloud of bait yeah it could be your ground bait it could be jockers blood worms a blend of all lean was popular this last year yeah and, uh, you know, it doesn't work so much here in the U.S., but overseas, it that bloom of fish really makes a, uh, you know, a cloud to attract them into. And it brings the fish to you rather than where we typically go hunting fish with our, our Vexlars and Markhams, you know, our flashers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, showing them that feeder, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Starting that feeding with their fish, it's a different kind of fish overseas, so they're more apt to responding to ground feeding techniques. Yeah, they and top feeding. I'm not sure why. And we can't even get that kind of bait over here. I can't buy jockers and bloodworms here in the states. Nobody farms and sells the things. It'd be fantastic if they did. I've seen artificial bloodworms. Yeah, well, they, they got dried ones for fish bait, fish yeah. food. I've seen them come out of a perch's mouth when we caught perch. Yep. But I uh, really just haven't haven't seen those and 
Well, up at, when I got to talk a little bit about it, the, the uh, parents were more interested in kind of the things that go on. We did have a special guest up there, too. We had a, a former U.S. senator. Oh, Jason Allen. Yeah, yeah. he came yeah. in. He came up and got to visit with him, and he had his kids up there that are in the scouts. Yeah, he's from just north of that area, so that's mm-hmm. that's really cool that he was there. Well, hey, we promised in this segment that we were going to talk about bait and jigs. Yep. What to select. Now, you've, you've heard our generic all the time, you know, uh, on jigs, you know, bright day, bright jig, dark day, dark jig. And I've explained that, you know, as a scuba diver, uh, I've been under the ice, and I understand that a dark bait creates a better silhouette when it's cloudy. But when mm-hmm. it's bright out, that bright color will show up, so it, it really works. Yeah, especially with those new, not so much new anymore, but the little uh, crystal head jigs. Oh, yeah, ones with the jewel in the front. Yep. Yeah, that can, that can make sparkle, the difference. And that can be what it takes to attract those fish over for a bite. Yeah, I've, I've uh, had very good success with that on a couple of lakes this year. Um, one of the other things that, uh, you know, that you want to realize is on size. If you're not getting them, go down in size. Yeah, if they're just coming up and looking, coming up and looking, not committing. They're probably know, swimming with it because it's know, too big. Drop down a little bit in size and they might come in and just smoke it. And I'm talking big fish too. Not Oh, yeah. Because yeah. really what you're trying to do is duplicate what's in the food chain and what they're feeding on. Now, on a cloudy day, you know, when we're talking, uh, you know, colors, colors probably on the, the bait, whether it's you're talking spike or plastic, aren't going to be as intense as color on a bright day. Because as we said with the jigs, the color is perceived better when there's more light. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that's contrary to that is glow. Uh, you start putting down glow jigs or glow plastics you're probably going to attract something in with that like investigating what's over there that's bright yeah, even even on you know bright days with all the snow cover we've had lately you, you get down 30 feet you're not going to have quite as much light penetration so the glows do play a factor yeah and even uh, during the day if you're running bottom fish at 30 feet 40 feet mm-hmm. uh y- yeah you're talking you're losing a lot of light um you know we've got formulas for that in scuba diving but that's all calculated based on open water mm-hmm. not ice with how many inches of snow on top uh snow, that can make slush, s- ice mix yeah. <laughs> now typically when it comes to the choice between meat and bait most of the time i'm going to start with meat just because that's the old original go-to and if i can get a frenzy started unless you forgot it in the fridge yeah unless i forgot it in the fridge <laughs> then i'll tough it out with there you go distracting me <laughs> but anyway starting out with the meat gets them going and if you can get a frenzy of activity going you know the fish are hitting consistent you got a good school they're working it mm-hmm. you know they're in a mode of eat 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 well, especially if you're too if you're dropping your drig jig down there and you got something come come flying up to it they're in an aggressive state and that can just be a, a riot of a day they're not looking, they're just hitting. You can drop anything down there, they're going to smoke it. <laughs> Move to plastic. Save mm-hmm. your meat. Those plastic, you know, I I joke, that, and it's not that much of a joke, that, you know, you can catch several hundred or maybe even a thousand fish on one piece of plastic. They don't seem to be able to tear it up. And uh, as long as you keep putting it down there, it, it hangs right on the hook, mm-hmm. you're good to go on that thing. 
and you know different shapes different sizes different colors all come into the play and you've seen if you've been to one of our seminars you'll know that uh, i pull out my little boxes that have all the little compartments in them stuff might break out his big folder <laughs> how many different colors do you think you got in there oh, a lot probably a dozen dozen different colors anyway and lots of different sizes uh, sometimes i like i like the little micro ones the little ball tails i oh, like yeah. i like rigging they make some that are just like straight and you rig and rig them wacky style yep like the you do little for mustaches bass. yeah yep. mm-hmm. and you know you can just play around with those different ones if you've got a way to carry them out on the ice you need to figure out your own little container that fits in a pocket or if you've got a hopper bucket and you can put it at the bottom of that whatever you know, Steph has his big binders, but he doesn't take that binder to the ice. No, I got my little bead packs that I put a selection in. But some of the guys that are on the tour, they throw some pieces of plastic in with their live bait. So they can switch it, right? At, if they got a rebate, they could just grab a piece of plastic out of there and throw that on, and, and they're good to go. They don't got to dig for nothing. It's all... I started doing that. It's all right bit. there. That's, that's, pretty, that's a good idea. I was like, that's pretty good. And what I did that first with is in my white spikes there are some plastic white spikes that Mm -hmm. look almost identical except they're the ones that don't wiggle and they can pick up some of that scent too yeah they're going to hang with them yep you know it's like camouflage for them so we you know we carry out both on the ice typically you know if we remember to get them out of the fridge (laughs) uh to be armed with both of them because you know steph and i we don't have wives to hide from uh, so any of you hot chicks that are listening, come on over to the brewery. You can interview us anytime about stuff. Uh, funny story, we were sitting the other night over at uh, Beltline Bar mm-hmm. having a burrito after our kids' ice day, just kind of winding down. A couple of girls came up and they said, what are you guys doing? Said, well, we just got done fishing. we got to go home tonight and clean fish. <laughs> you know, I think they were looking for hot dates for that <laughs> night. and I almost had the one talked into coming over and cleaning fish with me. That could have been fun. Uh, she wanted to know if she got to bring any fish home with her. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. yeah. I catch more than I can usually handle myself. So uh, come on over. We'll have a serious talk about it. But anyway, it's time for us to think about getting back to fishing. And uh, thanks for listening. We're probably going to have at least one more episode going to come up. Uh, we're going to get try and get all the guys together, probably as the ice is going out on last ice around Grand Rapids and just chat about the season in general new things we've learned and things that are going on get so some stories from the boys from oh yeah we gotta get some stories some from the boys yeah so we're the mi ice guys and we'll be back you know maybe in a couple of weeks tell you some more stories <laughs> thanks for listening check us out online miiceguys.com mi ice guys would like to thank you for joining us once again for one of our podcasts be sure to subscribe on miiceguys.com so that you don't miss any of our tips and hear a little bit about our fishing stories. Be safe out there, guys. Enjoy the fishing. It may thaw soon.